Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. It is FBC Radio Live. It is February the 7th, 2023. And, um, John, you know what? I'm still not, I'm still not feeling the hype right now. I'm not feeling it. It's quiet. There's no really big storylines, I guess, uh, going into the game. And, uh, no one seems to want to talk about the X's and O's, it seems like. So, um, yeah, five days out, and uh, yeah, we got some sort of football game coming up on Sunday. Am I the only one who feels yeah, not, this way? No, I'm right there with you, Ian. I think maybe it's because both teams have won Super Bowls recently, mm-hmm. uh, so they've had success. I mean, Philadelphia is interesting because they're back here with a different quarterback and a head coach. Uh, you know, we hear the Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, the brothers playing against each other, although they're both on offense, so they're not really playing against each other. And it's Andy Reid against his old team, and those storylines are tired and uh, will be forgotten. But, you know, just hoping for a good game because since the Super Wild Card round, the playoffs have been kind of, eh, you know, not that great. You know, we've had, what, I believe six straight games that have gone under the posted total. We haven't had a lot of exciting games, uh, especially in the divisional round and the conference championship games. Yeah, Kansas City-Cincinnati was a good game, not a great game, kind of marred by a lot of crazy calls and, I keep saying this, Philadelphia-San Francisco in the NFC felt like an exhibition game once yeah. Brock Purdy went out and was, you know, one-sided. So it, there's not a great build-up to this, but maybe they'll surprise us and have a good game. Yeah, and, and look, I mean, part of it is, too, like you said, it, <clears throat> the brother-versus-brother thing. You know, this is uh, 
Really, the only reason I'm get, I would get hyped for that is if it was uh, what that remake of that Jean Claude Van Damme movie, Double Take or Double Impact or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. They're all the same. I mean, whatever one where he had a twin brother. Um, yeah. <laughs> not the one. Not the one like not Kickboxer where he had a brother who looked completely different from him, and neither of them spoke similarly, and they they just passed that off as, oh, I grew up in Europe. <laughs> That's why I have an accent. <laughs> I love those 80s <laughs> movies, man. I, I really do. Um, anyways, if you haven't seen Kickboxer, highly recommended. One of one of my favorite movies. I, I love it. Uh, <laughs> anyways. What were we doing? Oh, yeah. Storylines. Uh, yeah, so so the Kelsey versus Kelsey thing is okay. Yeah. Uh, am I really hyped for it? Yeah, not really. I mean, it, like, obviously, the, the, the biggest storyline and, and really the one that's the most... Um, impactful is or you know is the the fact that this is the first time the two african-american uh quarterbacks will be facing off against each other and that that is important mm-hmm. and i think that is a key storyline that that obviously is is getting play but you know when it comes to your run-of-the-mill uh uh hype trains that you have going into the super bowl the, these ones are kind of duds and and look i mean part of it too is you're getting outrageous narrative takes and i've seen this already a few times and look it's it's popped up a few times uh patrick Mahomes' legacy talking about oh he would be in the conversation for for greatest of all time it's like okay no no see that this is where i tune you out this is where i'm like all right i don't really need to pay attention to this now like i've said before if you're talking about a more appropriate legacy conversation when it comes to patrick Mahomes, that i can get behind and that i can get hyped up about because Believe it or not, John, I love to see greatness in this league. I know. I know. People may be like, no way. You know, it's not Tom Brady. Of course he doesn't like. No, of course. I, I love greatness in this league, and I like watching it. I just like, well, you know what I like more, John, is, is appropriate reaction to that greatness. What I don't like is, you know, the this craziness that we go through, you know, what seems like every few years with someone this this time around is Patrick Mahomes. Um, level out those conversations, then we can have some good build-up before this game because there is, there's some great legacy talk when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. Unfortunately, uh, what I've seen most of is, is just, and this is something we're used to, not just with him, but with everything. Everything's just over the top, one way or the other, and, and that kind of kills the hype for this game because... Well, you get the feeling that there's manufactured hype or manufactured uh, uh, narratives, and and that really that takes away from the game that that really has a lot of storylines to begin with, uh, especially from an X's and O's uh, standpoint. I think obviously the weekend is about Patrick Mahomes. He's going to win the NFL MVP on Thursday night, which will be his second. You know, if he wins on Sunday, he's two and one in three Super Bowl appearances in five years. That's pretty remarkable. Does he crash the top 10 of all time, or at least since the Super Bowl era? You know, maybe he does. I have, like, Roger Staubach at number 10, and, and his greatest Staubach was, and he was great. He only really played nine years. So yeah. now you can start talking about, well, you know, a guy in five years accomplished pretty much as much, if not more, than Staubach. So maybe he moves into, like, number 10. He would have two more Super Bowls than Marino, one more Super Bowl than Rodgers and Favre, two more Super Bowls, uh, you know, than other great quarterbacks that never won. So. Yeah then you could put him into that top 10. Absolutely. I still can't put him in the top five because now he's going to supplant guys that just had longer careers, but at least the, the narrative I think would be apropos for that, but let's start calling him the greatest of all time. No, no, that that's a silly argument. Let the guy's career play out, you know, maybe to 10 years instead of five. And then we can start to talk about that. Maybe. 
well, again, and, and, and this is, this is what's wild about, you know, how we talk about sports now where it's like doing less is apparently enough to surpass the, the previous. And it's not just about Super Bowl titles, but to your, to your point and something I've, I've hammered home, uh, for a long time, you know, part of greatness is longevity. And mm-hmm. if you can do something great for five years, that's awesome. That's, that's good for you. But we're talking about in the case of obviously Brady and some of these other guys, but specifically Brady, you're talking 23 years of, of greatness uh, that you have to somehow surpass. And, and again, it's not about, well, if he throws one more yard or, if it, you know, it, it's you, you have to you have to come close to and, you know, in a way surpass, maybe not technically every single thing but you know what i mean there, there's so much that goes into that conversation as and it's the reason why it's so inappropriate right now and and will be for really a long time short of patrick mahomes winning five straight super bowls and then then all of a, all of a sudden okay you know what <laughs> you win five games yeah i give yeah you know deal with it we'll, we'll we'll talk about it then but even then i mean you're talking about something so absurd that we'll, we'll, again we'll cross that bridge if we ever get there and that's a really big f and that's again a massive massive if so uh so yeah i i I think those are obviously some of the reasons why this game just isn't you know maybe landing with people um it feels more localized coverage so like obviously kansas city fans are going to eat up what's happening right now they're sitting there saying like oh this is this is a great hype you know Travis Kelsey, is he going to surpass him and Gronk? You know, here's the thing. Him, him and Patrick Mahomes could uh, come close to surpassing Gronk and Brady for touchdown production in the playoffs. That, that's a great storyline. But, mm-hmm. you know, again, what's it being talked about? Oh, this is the greatest this, greatest that, greatest we've never seen this, never seen that. Well, no, and you're only really playing to Kansas City fans. So if you want to grab the national media, national attention, um, well, you, you got to kind of, you know, give them actual coverage and not these trumped up storylines because that, that's kind of what we're getting at and this is where we're at right now with these teams and and look john there you, you can kind of sense it you can kind of especially if they win on sunday the 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 national i guess love affair with patrick Mahomes is waning like people outside of just like the the, the key fan bases the patriots the buccaneers you know uh they're, they're rivals essentially uh outside of those fans you're, you're starting to get other I guess uh, neutral fans starting to be like, all right, guys, let's 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 calm down with the with the hype a little bit. Let's calm down with the media love fest when it comes to everything Patrick Mahomes does. And look, that that happens when you win a lot. You know, the the general consensus starts to swing against you. Um, but I do think that other people are starting to take notice of of kind of. And again, this isn't just about Patrick Mahomes. We see it in everything we, we hear about in sports. I mean, hell, you see it all the time in the NBA. And, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't even have time to get to a lot of that stuff. So, But in, in this sense, and you know, since it's the Super Bowl, what we're building up to, this is kind of what we're getting to the nth degree now. And I think that tunes out a lot of fans, which in turn tunes out a lot of the hype because, well, yeah, you're going to get hype from the fan bases that are involved with the Super Bowl, of course. But you want to get hype from outside those two regions. And, and, and I don't think you're getting too much of that right now. Right. Oh yeah. That's, that's the key to this, right? What the other markets do. Philadelphia is a huge market, great fan base, uh, very loud. Uh, they're going to take over Phoenix. I would assume within the next couple of days, they're, they're a very boisterous group. 
Kansas City is more of a Midwestern feel, but very passionate about their team. But yeah, you need to get those great ratings in New York and in Los Angeles and Chicago, you know, Boston, a lot of the top 10 markets, you know, the neutral places, as you say, that, that's going to be very important. The, the ratings will be good because the NFL could put on anything and the ratings are going to be good. Is it going to be the most uh, watched game in the history of the league? Probably not, although, you know, the ratings are kind of funny that way because there's just more people that are able to watch now. But then there's also different ways to find out how they watch. So, you know, uh, by the time Sunday kicks off, we'll all be enthused and ready to watch, and then we'll see how the game plays out and, and what kind of entertainment it is. And, uh, again, I still think the biggest narrative is Patrick Mahomes. Is he going to be 2-1 and one in the Super Bowl or 1-2 and two in the Super Bowl? That, that's going to be determined around 10 o'clock on Sunday night. Well, and here's the thing, too. If he loses, like, and this is what drives me nuts about some of the the commentary, you know, talking about being uh, one of your your, your pal uh, uh, Nick right there likes to call him the greatest postseason performer ever. Um, he hasn't been great in the Super Bowl. <laughs> now all of a sudden, like, if he goes out and has another uh, three quarters in a loss where he's just subpar, all of a sudden you're talking about eighty plus percent of his time in the Super Bowl, he's played more like Peyton Manning, which isn't mm-hmm. necessarily a good thing in this situation. Um, everything else, you know, if you play like Peyton Manning, you're good. But Peyton wasn't great in the Super Bowl either. Um, you, you can't convince me. Because, like, right now, I think uh, Patrick Mahomes has had, A, a, by far a worse performance in any Super Bowl than Brady has ever had, even in losses, even in games that he wasn't great. I'm not saying he was great in every game, but that loss to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers was far worse than anything he's ever had. And to be honest, like you can, you can honestly, I, 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 I can probably make a case that every single win at the very least was better than the win that Patrick Mahomes had. So, you know what I mean? Like, the, the, the idea that, you know, he's this greatest performer or whatever, if he drops to one and two, all of a sudden, that's that's a big <laughs> that's a big thing in the uh, narrative-driven world. Let's put it this sure. way. Um, big difference, yeah. Oh, yeah, big, big, big difference. And even, you know, look, even if he would, like, he needs, he would have to have a great performance. Like I say it all, you know, people like, oh, he's already passed Aaron Rodgers, this, that, and the other. Well, it's like, look, based on, you know, only playing in the two Super Bowls so far. We, we don't know what's going to happen this Sunday. Um, Aaron Rodgers was by far better than <laughs> Patrick Mahomes at any point in either of these two Super Bowls. So, you know, yeah, his Aaron only got to one and one one Sure. But, you know, if, if that's what you're hinging it on, well, yeah, he was better in his one Super Bowl than Mahomes was in his two. So, but like I said, Sunday still hasn't happened. We have no idea what's going to happen Sunday, but, um, you know, it could swing, and it could it could swing pretty big because, you know, all of a sudden, like you 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 don't necessarily get that that greatest uh, mark. I know people say Super Bowls don't matter, but they really do. They really do. Like you you always catch those people, John, who say that wins and and Super Bowls don't matter when it comes to quarterback. Eventually, saying something that supports that Super Bowls and wins matter. It always is the case. Mm-hmm. That's why I always laugh at. QB wins with a Z aren't a win or aren't a quarterback stat. No, because you can't dance around the question enough. And, like, eventually you can ask him about, like, okay, then what makes a, a, a reception a quarterback stat or a pass completion or whatever? And then it, you eventually have them contradict themselves. So it's kind of a fun exercise if anyone out there is bored and wants to 
you know, really get going things going on Twitter. You know, just little little tips. Sure, they they, they do matter. Have, the Super Bowl yeah. wins. Yeah, they do. They do matter. I mean, that's why I put Rodgers and Favre ahead of Marino, three incredibly talented quarterbacks yeah. who you can take a look at and say they underachieved a little bit, or at least their teams did throughout their careers. I mean, you know, Rodgers has been to one Super Bowl, Marino to one, and Favre to only two. That doesn't make sense for quarterbacks for that caliber. But at least Favre and Rodgers did win a Super Bowl where Marino didn't. So if and, I'm ranking them, I, I put those guys ahead of Marino. And here's the thing. Te- and, and I believe this teams do not underachieve underachieve in spite of their quarterback. That doesn't mean the quarterback's the reason why mm-hmm. they underachieve. But like I said, we, we've had this conversation so many times before, but look at some of the great seasons the Packers have, and no one no one's going to sit there and deny that Rodgers wasn't great or he wasn't a Super Bowl MVP and that, like, you know, the team wasn't as good as some of the other great teams in the league, maybe defensively, whatever. But at the end of the day, you can trace their losses in the biggest games. Well, the quarterback play had, had a hand in it. And it doesn't mm-hmm. mean it was the whole reason. It doesn't mean that he's an awful quarterback. It doesn't mean any of that stuff. But, you know, that's the thing. Like, that's why wins and losses matter to quarterbacks. That's why in a in a vacuum, obviously, you can uh, narrow down one game and say, well, this guy didn't deserve to win. Yes, you're going to find examples of, that, examples of that. Just like you're going to find examples of quarterbacks completing passes that they had no business completing and really were, were nothing of the, you know, it was not because of anything they did, but because of their teammates around them. So, yes, you can find situations and examples, and I know Trent Dilfer is always the go-to uh, example, um, but the reality of it is, like, in in the big picture, when you look at all every factor, everything, wins matter. And you're not going to sit there and tell me that any of the quarterbacks right now in the top ten wins list is not a great quarterback. So, mm-hmm. um so we'll see. We'll see how that all plays out. Uh, speaking of great quarterbacks, and you know, I can't go a day without mentioning the guy. Uh, Tom Brady had his uh, "Let's Go" podcast, his first one since his second retirement, and uh, one that I think is going to stick. You know, I'll always hope that you know. My 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 hope is that he eventually comes back. I don't think it's going to happen, John. This is just a pipe dream for me. Um, He's done for good, but this was his first uh, podcast uh, after the retirement, and uh, he had he had some uh, star-studded guests on there, including Peyton Manning, and including one Bill Belichick. Um, look, I, I I I felt it at the time. I I, I continue to feel it that I that the whole rivalry between the two was always more of a product of the media and not so much anything. I don't think it was anything more than just working together with someone for 20 years. If I worked with someone for 20 years, yeah, you know what? Over that time, I'm going to have disagreements. I don't think that has anything to do with some sort of rivalry or rift between the two. And I, I think um, wh- whether or not you, you think this is 100% genuine, I happen to believe it because I, I, I have no reason not to. Um, I, look, I, I I think the two of them, Belichick and Brady and, and Brady said it uh, on his podcast. It was never, never about Brady versus Belichick because, like, you can't, you know, they, they were a tandem. You know what I mean? They, he didn't ever see it that way because they appreciated what they did for each other, and will always do that. And I think uh, Belichick's expression of, uh, you know, calling Brady the greatest player and greatest this, greatest that. I mean, that that's something he just doesn't throw out there. I mean, you, you, you can probably count on on your, you know, one hand how many times he's called. 
uh, a specific player the greatest. And, and really, you go immediately to Lawrence Taylor, a guy that he coached and a lot of people believe may or may not be the greatest defensive player of all time. Um, Belichick feels obviously that way about Brady. And, and this is only reinforcing things he said during the... Um, remember a few years ago when the when the NFL did its greatest players of all time mm-hmm. and, and Belichick mm-hmm. and Brady were a part of that panel at, at one point. So, uh, <clears throat> like I said, I mean, just a, a, a nice interview, something you're going to hear a lot of, I'm sure, now because he's not playing football and, and, and certainly he's going to get some uh, airtime with some people when he opens up and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a fun conversation to listen to and uh, certainly one that um, – you know, it, it might it might temper some of this, uh, you know, energy when it comes to talking Brady versus Belichick, but my guess is probably not, and this will probably be twisted into, well, what do you expect him to say? So, so what well, I do I expect a, you I, to I, say to John? <laughs> well, it, I think it's the case, obviously. You know, quarterback coaches have had weird, you know, um, relationships in the past. I mean, Bill Walsh and Joe Montana didn't always see eye to eye. But Terry Bradshaw... And Chuck Noll never that's saw not a, eye That's to not eye. a bad thing, though. Too no, no. And it's that's, it's, it's that's probably a, yeah. best at some point for the coach to push back a little bit. You know, Roger Staubach always felt that Tom Landry constrained him, and Landry just felt it was the system that worked, and Staubach was just to be plugged in. Um, you know, coaches have egos too. They think they're the reason why the team is prepared and ready to win. The coaches, the quarterbacks have egos as well, and you know, I think it's becoming more and more a quarterbacks' league. We see that. But, yeah, I mean, if you're together 20 years with anyone, there's going to be some disagreements. And, and as you said, that can be a very healthy thing. Uh, I think maybe they both wanted to, at some point, try to do it without each other. And Brady went ahead and won a Super Bowl without Belichick. So, you know, check mark to him. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think these guys hate each other. I think that, you know, they just had that quarterback-coach relationship, which is very, very clunky at times. Yeah, I was going to say, look, I mean <laughs> – Brady lasted in a relationship longer with Bill Belichick than he did with Giselle. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I mean, like, I'm not trying to make a joke. I mean, it, I, I guess it could be considered a joke and, and somewhat topical, but, I mean, it's true. Like, I mean, he had a long marriage that lasted just a little over half the time that he spent with Bill Belichick. And, you know, I, like I said, I, 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 I ask anyone out there, all the fans that were always talking, you know, kind of really hyping, hyping up the rivalry, it's like, First of all, have you ever been in a relationship for 20 years, whether it's a job or a girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever? And <laughs> then if, if the answer is yes, tell me with a straight face that it was flawless. Even if you love that person or you love that job, tell me it was flawless. And I, to each person, they would not be able to do it. So, yeah, I always kind of laughed at like people that really kind of overhyped that. And, and look, what I, I think happened is, and continues to happen is they just have – the two of them have an immense amount of respect for one another. They're both, uh, you, you call Brady a psychopath all the time. Brady, uh, Belichick's the same way. You mm-hmm. don't have the amount of success and you don't do this for as long as you've done it without being a little bit of a psychopath. I mean, because that's that's what this job requires. It's 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 24-7. It's, it's I mean, not just attention to detail, John. You're talking levels of attention that I, I just can't fathom the amount of detail that, that Belichick and, and obviously to an extension Brady goes through just the, you know, for each season or each week or each opponent or whatever. Um, so I, I think the two of them just have just the utmost respect for one another. And I think that's always been the case. And, and, and at the time, like, and I said it like, look, <laughs> Belichick made an estimation 
uh, uh, something that many fans and coaches were probably saying even prior to that. Hell, I know people were saying it prior because people are saying that Brady should retire when he was 36. So what Belichick did was make an estimation, make a guess that, well, you know what? We're not going to be able to Brady, you know, he's not going to be able to keep up this level of production. And you know what? He was wrong. If you ask him about it, I'm sure he'd say, you know what? We, we probably thought we weren't going to get three good years out of him uh, like Tampa did. And maybe, maybe, you know, the Patriots are in a different situation than they are now uh, in terms of competing and whatnot. Maybe they win another Super Bowl. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But I think he made a mistake. Not that, it, again, I think he would, you know, if you asked him, he's like, did you believe that Brady was going to be able to play, at, at, you know, certainly at an MVP level in 2021? And, you know, you can make an argument. He was at a, that level in 2020. Obviously, he didn't win it, and I don't think he deserved to win it that year. But um, I'm pretty sure if Belichick had a, had a do-over, maybe he puts that uh, exit off a year or two uh, for Brady. The only problem I have with Belichick is there was no plan. I mean, because, yeah. okay, Brady's let go, and now – you sign Cam Newton in June. And that was the plan. Like that, that doesn't make any sense where, you know, these other great quarterbacks that moved on five went to Rogers, Montana went to young. So you, you, again, that well, doesn't happen and, all and the this time. Is, but, this is probably, you know, he, you know, on it, I'll just butt in real, real quick. I'll let you go again. But, um, you know, he's probably, he, he probably, this is where his ego probably took over. And he probably thought that ultimately Brady was going to come back for one of their, one slash two year deals, you know, one of the the the, the, mm-hmm. the Patriots deal where it's bad, you know, there's an option and all that stuff. So that's why I think he aired where he thought we're going to play hardball. This is going to be our final offer. Um, ultimately, he's going to end up coming back, and and obviously that was not the case because another team was ready, willing, and able to uh, give him what he wanted. Yeah, they kind of lost me after the guy threw for 505 yards in a Super Bowl was the league MVP was still a top three quarterback in the league and you were constantly contending. And then they offered him a one year deal with incentives Yeah, that, that, that would have, I, if I was, I mean, Tom Brady, I'm sure was upset about that. And you know, he kind of keeps things close to the vest, but that to me is an insult. I mean, you don't give a player that ilk incentives. Mm-hmm. They don't need incentives. You know, I, and he's, he, he is going to be highly competitive focused and is going to look to win more than anything. You're going to throw incentives out there. Uh, that's when they lost me. I was like, this is this is an insult to the greatest quarterback ever. Yeah, and, and look, I mean, you can argue, too, that they didn't really do an adequate job, obviously, in 2018 to um, replace what was... I mean, again, they go out and win a Super Bowl, but it, this, this was not a team that, you know, you could have... You know, you could have recharged a little bit more and focused more. And look... Mm-hmm. It, it was never the focus for the Patriots throughout. And this is one of the reasons why Brady's so great. And what's so silly about this. I mean, revisionist history is not even appropriate. I I think it's a bastardizing history is what I think is happening. Um, But like, you know, people are now talking about how Brady's always had these great weapons. And I'm like, look, like there's been opportunities for the Patriots to go swing for the fences. Look, Look what some of these other teams did for their quarterback, even before this now, obviously rush to go do that. I mean, every team is going out and getting weapons for their top-tier quarterback now, except for the Patriots, ironically. Um, so uh, the only difference now is they don't have Tom Brady to kind of elevate those around him. And that's not to say that guys like Julian Edelman weren't great. Danny, Danny Amendola weren't great. But I got to say that, you know, I, I, I think they're, if you're going to ask me, put a gun to my head, 
I think they're more a product of Tom Brady than the other way, or certainly they're the way around. So um, they didn't do an adequate job to refill some of those players. You know, you get rid of Brandon Cooks. I don't know why. I mean, again, I you'd have we'd have to go back to you know everything that was happening. But a guy that looked like he fit in well with Brady and was certainly a guy that that added a different element to the offense. So um, and despite all that, they still went out and won a Super Bowl in 2018. Now. You can sit there and say, well, look at 2019. Well, okay, so they go out and get Antonio Brown. That obviously didn't work, and, you know, I've softened my stance. I still think they hold on to Antonio Brown that year. They they probably win the Super Bowl just because they were really good. They just, at the end, they, they just ran out of bodies. Um, but you're going out, you're getting uh, – an older Demarius Thomas. I mean, this is like a, a, a Joey Galloway all over again. You know, like, oh, it's a great a great name. And, you know, this is pre-Randy Moss, by the way. Um, the, the Joey Galloways or the Doug Gabriels. Oh, he's a guy that's kind of like Randy Moss, or he's hyped up to be like Randy Moss. So we'll go get him. Um, so that's what that's what he Brady, traded a yeah. second round pick for Mohamed Sanu, which yeah. didn't work out. And that and, look, yeah, that, that was a desperation heave that yeah. I don't I don't. Look, I don't necessarily fault them for that. I don't think anyone, even even the the the, the most pessimistic uh, fan, I don't think would have expected that type, that you know Thomas Caberlet level of unproduction. You know, any <laughs> anyone who's yeah. uh, close to Boston sports understands exactly what I'm talking about. But at least in that case, that they won in spite of that. Uh, Sanu was just another guy that just didn't produce for this team down the stretch in 2019. And that look, that was a product of ultimately not doing a good enough job putting, you know, weapons, so to speak, um, around a guy that was just coming off an MVP, his third straight Super Bowl, an MVP in 2017, his third straight Super Bowl in 2018 appearance. Uh, so, yeah, I, it just, it's it's unfortunate. And look, I, I don't, you know, this is more about a time of reflecting back and looking back and, and appreciating, you know, everything that we had uh to to watch and and see the success but it'll still always sting that he didn't spend his whole year in my opinion with the patriots and i thought there was an opportunity to do so um and i I think you're right john i think it goes back to that that contract offer post 2017 i think that was the thing that the catalyst sort of speak to to get to us get us to where we eventually were at the end of the 2019 season and that was brady saying goodbye to the patriots so yeah, the Yan- the Yankees did that with Joe Torre. I mean, I'm, again, I'm not comparing a baseball manager to an NFL quarterback, but I am. Uh, but Joe Torre was obviously, you know, a great manager. They won so much with him. And then towards the end of his career, they started putting incentives in. Well, we'll give you a bonus if you win the American League East. If you move on to the American League Championship Series, there'll be another bonus. And he pretty much just said, thanks, but no thanks. Like, I've kind of proven my worth. Now you're going to throw incentives in there. Like, that's better for someone that's not proven. And I'm not a big fan of incentives anyway. Um, I think maybe playing time incentives are good because, you know, get the players out on the field and they can contribute that way. But if you have to start paying, if you think you have to motivate a guy with incentives, I think you're wrong when it comes to a guy like Brady. I mean, he's pretty self-motivated. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, to your point, you know, he's never – and that's the thing. He's never been a huge money guy. You know what I mean? It, obviously, he's not asking to, to – you know, I want to, you know, go $10 million above the largest contract. No, it, it was I, – I think his his asks were reasonable. Um, and I He think, wanted the Drew Brees contract, right? Two years, $25 million, yeah. which, you know, guys are making $45, $50 million That's what now, he got which, with Tampa Bay. 
yeah, what's what's uh, to me? I mean, again, twenty five million is a lot of money to us, but to NFL teams to, to secure the best quarterback ever for two yeah. more years, you just do it. Well, and, and look, I mean, like I said, at the end of the day, I don't think that in in the moment in those in that time, I'm sure Brady Belichick were both frustrated, but you know. That's something that very easily over time, like you get, you pull yourself away from that situation and you're going to, um, you're going to kind of soften on all that. So, all right, that's going to do it. Uh, we will be back on Thursday and, uh, we're going to really, again, start to, to kind of gear up for the game. And hopefully by then, John, hopefully by then I'm hoping, um, that there's a lot more, uh, uh, national hype, so to speak, uh, for the Super Bowl, And at least we're, we're getting, you know, kind of geared up for, again, like I said, I think this is going to be a great game. I mean, two really good teams, two really good quarterbacks, two really good offenses, and some pretty good defense. So uh, that that sounds like the recipe for a pretty great classic Super Bowl. So let's let's hope so. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Give us a follow on Twitter at FPC Radio Live. And, of course, at Full Press NFL. Head over to FullPressCoverage.com to check out all the latest and greatest. And, of course, if you're a hockey fan, FullPressHockey.com. Check it out. Thank you, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.